Joining us now, Randy Moss from NBC Sports, serves as an analyst live from Del Mar during NBC Sports' 11 and a half hours of Breeder Cup coverage. They couldn't just cut it off at 11. They had to make it 11 and a half. It all culminates with the $6 million Breeders' Cup Classic on Saturday night at 8 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Um, first of all, you're in paradise in Del Mar, and you get yeah. to uh, explain Del Mar to those who will never be able to get there and can live vicariously through you. You just described it very succinctly, paradise. I've always told friends of mine that if money were no object, this is where I would live. But unfortunately, because it is so nice, money is an object. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, I can't think of a better place to spend, uh, to spend a week. Give me the best, biggest storyline going into the Breeders' Cup. Probably two of them. Uh, the, the Breeders' Cup Classic is always the big storyline because it's the, it's the grand finale. It's the richest race. It's the one that's, you know, it gets all the marquee. It's the sexiest race every year. And this year, it's, it's really a fascinating race with a lot of really good horses, good combination of the fastest older horse in America against a really good group of three-year-olds. And then there's the Bob Baffert thing, which, of course, is always um, – He's always front and center, but now with all the stuff that's been going on with Bob all year long, and he's racing his horses at the Breeders' Cup, and he's got some good ones, and that's the 300-pound gorilla in the room as well. Does his horse know that it cheated? <laughs> the horse is the victim in all this. Oh, it is? Okay. Know? Yeah. He, he, he really is. I mean, people can say what they want about Bob, about it, your carelessness and, and you know, maybe not uh, – having all his eyes dotted and his T's crossed when it comes to the medication overages and things like that. But the horse had what he had in his system for the Kentucky Derby had no impact at all on the way the horse ran. That's, that's a pretty common misconception. Uh, rules were broken, but 21 picograms of anything, 21 trillionths of a gram, especially of that substance, is not going to make any difference in the way the horse ran. And he came back to prove that in his most recent race. He was just absolutely sensational. So, no, the horse is blissfully unaware, luckily. Why is this event the richest two days in racing? It started back in 1984 as, as, as a way to sort of tie up horse racing's championships at the end of the year. It always, it always was a... Uh, a little bit of a hectic kind of way to end the season with uh, with big races in New York, big races in California, horses all spread out, maybe not necessarily running the best against the best. And they figured out a funding mechanism in 1984 whereby breeders would, would uh, put up the money for these rich races, which is why it's called the Breeders' Cup. And it was the richest weekend of racing in the world at the time. It's been surpassed now by... Dubai and Saudi Arabia, but it's still got a lot of cachet worldwide among uh, among the top owners and trainers. Is horse racing still big money uh, around the world? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, especially in the Middle East, uh, in Japan, and in certain you know major races in, in France and England, there's there's a lot of big money at stake. Yeah. Why so big? So important in the Middle East. I think because the rulers of those countries, like Dubai, for example, 
uh, Sheikh Mohammed, who's been a very controversial figure himself, and his entire family um, have sort of had the feeling that horse that Arabian racehorses were sort of the progenitors of the thoroughbred breed, which is true, and they've embraced thoroughbred racing and spent amazing amounts of money buying breeding racing horses. Uh, he's the leading owner at the Breeders' Cup historically. Um, so they wanted to show the world that they could race horses in Dubai, breed horses in Dubai. And that's kind of how the whole Middle Eastern thing got started. And now Saudi Arabia has joined in as well. Do you find yourself, Randy, defending horse racing or promoting horse racing more? That's a good question, Dan. Lately, it's it's been explaining horse racing. Okay. You know, because when you have the like the Bob Baffert situation and you have the injury situation that we had at Santa Anita a few years ago that you may be familiar with, it made headlines yeah. it made headlines around the world. And you really can't defend it because in a lot of different aspects medication wise and in, in the horse injury situation back then, you know, horse racing was really screwed up and needed to get its ducks in a row. They've made progress in both fronts, significant progress in the horse injury front. They're starting to make progress on the medication front, but there's still a long way to go. You can defend it to a certain extent because people in the sport of horse racing, by and large, absolutely love these animals. They coddle these animals. They're treated amazingly well. The dirty little secret in horse racing, the horses are treated better than the people who take care of the horses. Uh, so in a sense, you defend it, but there's some aspects of it that are occasionally indefensible. You bet on horses, right? Oh, yeah. Do you bet on the horse, the jockey, or the trainer? The horse, occasionally influenced by the trainer, seldom influenced by the jockey. Really? The difference, Dan, between... Jockey A and Jockey B, when you get to these Breeders' Cup races and you get to the Triple Crown races, is negligible. They're, they're all so good at this level that the difference between Joel Rosario and Javier Castellano and John Velasquez is so minute that you're wasting your time trying to parse the difference between one jockey or another. Just assume that you're going to get a good ride. And bet on bet on the horse. Betting on a favorite seems boring, right? It is. Yeah, it is boring. Can you make Unless, any money betting on a favorite? Well, it, it depends on your definition, <laughs> your, your threshold of making money, right? I mean, you know, you you can bet on a two to one favorite, and it sounds like it's not sexy, but it's a hell of a lot more than the bank pays if you get it right. <laughs> the, the 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 problem is that. Favorites only win about one-third of the time. So if you're consistently betting on the favorites, then in the long run, you're going to lose money. So the the most entertaining way, if you want to bet on a favorite, is to hook him up with other horses in all of these so-called exotic bets now that are the most popular bets in thoroughbred racing. And at the Breeders' Cup, there's a million of them. You play exactas. you You can bet the favorite if you think he's going to win with a long shot to finish second. Uh, you can bet on uh, the trifecta, the first three finishers, the superfecta, the first four finishers, and you can get a favorite that wins and then a payoff that's uh, that's really worthwhile. 
We have bad beats in football all the time. Have you ever, like, do you have a bad beat in horse racing? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? Oh, bad beats are the rule <laughs> more than the, than the exception in horse racing. I've been, I've been photoed out of six figures. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. A possible paydays. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's, there's a bet called the pick six in horse racing that used to be, used to be a lot more popular than it is now. You pick the winners of six consecutive races, and you can invest a lot of money. And I had partners, and we would all go in. And this is back in the day. This is twenty years ago. But um, you know, we we we've gotten to the last race a couple of times, hit the first five, two, three hundred thousand dollars at stake, and then you lose a photo. You just you just grin and bear it and, uh, and move on to the next opportunity, right? Good luck this weekend, Randy. Hey, Dan. Sure. Thank you. Appreciate uh, he, it. He's Randy Moss from NBC Sports. He'll be an analyst from Del Mar Live, NBC Sports, 11 and a half hours of Breeder' Cup coverage this weekend. All culminates with the $6 million Breeders' Cup Classic on Saturday night at 8 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. 